Wait, are we actually back? Is this truly the real Brian show? Let's rock it. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the real Brian show. I am the real Brian, by the way, for those of you who uh, you know don't know who I am. Thanks for joining me. My goodness, I know it's not a Friday, but I wanted to get this one out to you. Now, for those of you who watch and listen on the day that this comes out, yeah, we usually come out on Fridays, but I had to get this out to you as soon as possible because I've got a lot to share here about my story of burnout. This is a huge one. I'm a gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited, man. Why this is so important to listen up and learn from my experiences, by the way, I will, I will explain this because trust me when I say that you need to learn from this. It's important. Um, if you haven't already, by the way, and of course, what's coming up for the real Brian show for fun, I've got to talk about Star Trek Picard season three. Oh my gosh. That is, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. And uh, I've got some music to share because I've been listening to a lot of music throughout this whole burnout recovery time, you know. I'm going to share it because it's fun. Why not? I wish I could play it, but you know how it is. They just don't let you. But my goodness gracious, it has been since January 20th since we have done an episode here. I can't believe that. What is that? Four months already? Almost? Almost four months. Man, I'm sorry it's been so long. How are you doing? I'm serious. How are you? I've actually, I've heard from a few of you. But there are way too many of you that I've not heard from, and I'm legitimately curious as to know how you're doing right now. Like, what's going on? Did you guys even know I was gone? I mean, (laughs) I'm kidding. I know you did. I know you did. Look, this burnout, this was was a real deal. This was not for the faint of heart. This was a weird scenario. Um, I think what was fascinating for me is how little support that I had. Now, I did have a lot of support from a few people, which was a a wonderful thing. But most of the people that I actually, I mean, I didn't really say much. It's like, you don't really want to go around broadcasting. Hey, I'm burnt out. Woo, check me out. I'm burnt out. You know, come on. I wasn't doing that. But I was in a, like, people go, well, how's work going? What are you doing right now? I'm like, well, I'm kind of on a sabbatical. That's what I would say. I'm on sabbatical. Because I didn't want people to really know I was on, like, oh, man, I'm burnt out. You know, I'm totally dealing with, like, some mental health issues, you know, Uh, bro. I didn't want to do that, you know, because you just look like an idiot and people treat you crappy. Let's just be honest. I was surprised, though, when I actually did talk about the sabbatical and the burnout and that kind of thing, how how much of a either a non-response, like they just literally said nothing and then changed the subject or it was like a negative response. Um, some were were kind of mean. I was blown away, though, that probably 95 percent of the people that I interacted with about the burnout, that was it. And about 5% was positive. I was just like, what? I was expecting like, okay, let's just say 20% were positive and 80% were negative, but it was like 95.5. Very shocking. Very shocking. Um, but it just tells me that either people don't know really what it's like to go through burnout. Like they don't, they don't understand it or they have been through it or are going through it and they can't do anything or they think they can't do anything about it. And so they're bitter because I got to and they couldn't. I guess that's what happened. I don't know. But my goodness, story time, boys and girls, story time. Just sit down and grab a blanket and a warm glass of milk and just um, story time. January 20th was the last episode. It was a Friday. That was my last day of work. Saturday, the 21st of January, I was off. And it was the craziest thing. That Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I was literally dead to the world. I could not function. 
I couldn't think. My brain was just not working. It was the craziest thing. I literally, like, people probably thought I was drugged. I was just not there. And then that Tuesday, which would have been what, the 24th? All of the sudden, I had nonstop anxiety attacks for nine days straight. Borderline panic attacks. There's a difference, by the way. Anxiety is less severe. Panic is more severe. I was... I was having some panic moments, but it was mostly the lower level anxiety attacks, which just, you know, nonstop heart palpitations, freaking out. I was shaking. I mean, literally like I've never done drugs, but what I imagine a drug withdrawal, like a a heroin addict or a crack addict, you know, would go through if they were dealing withdrawals. That's what it felt like, at least from what I can understand. I mean, I was literally, I was shaking. I was like, I got to grab my phone. I got to check my phone. I got to like, somebody better text me. I got to check an email. All of a sudden, I'm asking myself, am I worth this? I'm talking to Sarah about this, you know? Am I, what's my point on this earth? Why am I even here? Do I don't deserve to be here. I have no purpose left. I have literally nothing left to offer this world because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't working. It was crazy. I literally was questioning my existence on this earth for nine days straight, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And you're thinking, well, thank God it was only nine days. Yeah, it was a long nine days, but it was only nine days. What was crazy is that our friend Chris, who, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, Chris. He's a psychologist. And so, you know, I was chatting with him and he was saying, you know, most people that have ex- pretty extreme burnout, this is, they go through this. And it is an actual withdrawal. And he goes, I was kind of wondering if you're going to go through this. It's normal. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't feel normal, but it was. And it was interesting because, you know, he's, he's like, well, yeah, you've got a pretty severe case then if this is what you're going through and, and how much you're going through it and stuff like that. I'm sure many people have gone through far worse than me, but still it was a very interesting experience to go through. And it is a form of withdrawal. I realized that I was pretty much addicted to adrenaline and also, um, work. I mean, essentially work. I'm an entrepreneur. Now, non-entrepreneurs don't necessarily always understand the fact that entrepreneurs truly don't stop working. You just don't. Unless you learn how to set correct boundaries and do it that way. But most entrepreneurs that I know, they're either working or they're thinking about work or they're talking about work or they're dreaming about work, but they're never really resting or stopping. Um, Some of us are able to kind of force it if you can do certain activities, but we have a serious problem with working too much. You're responsible for everything. You know, somebody that does a job, you're responsible for your job. And then most of the time, five o'clock, six o'clock, whatever you check out, you're done. You just check. I mean, literally you're done. You go home, you are away from, that's not the way it works on entrepreneur. You just don't stop. So imagine working all the time. Now, granted, most of us love what we do. So that's a good thing. But the reality is, is that we don't really understand the value of rest boundaries and balance. I mean, it really is a problem. And so it's an issue when you're addicted to adrenaline and work, it's bad. So I went through that. Now, granted, kind of coming off those those withdrawals, which was weird. And then the next couple of weeks after that, I was kind of like, okay, I'm not freaking out, but I'm not really rest. I was unsettled, I guess is the best way to put it. And that happened for, so we're looking at five and a half weeks later. This was the end of February. It was after, yeah, five and a half weeks, right? Because it was, it was the last Friday of February. I finally experienced a moment of peace. Like it was mental, physical, emotional peace. I was resting. I was relaxed. And I was just all of a sudden like, I'm enjoying everything. I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm seeing things that I haven't seen in a while. I've just been too busy, you know? 
Wow, that was nice. Now, fast forward through March, continuing the relaxation, continuing the noticing, all of a sudden my creativity comes back in ways that I haven't experienced in years. And I was like, oh, that's where it was. I knew it wasn't gone forever, but it just was, it was, you know, it was down there. Uh, I was sleeping. Oh my gosh, I was sleeping better. Now, Sarah can attest to this, that I talk in my sleep. I yell in my sleep. I'm very restless in my sleep because I'm usually stressed out, uh, which is just stupid, right? It's so dumb. So here I am sleeping better. I'm sleeping through the night. No, I mean, not that I'm, the thing is, it's like, I'm not even awake. I, I, I go to bed, I fall asleep and I wake up. But if I'm in my dreams, restless in my dreams, I'm keeping Sarah awake, but I'm not, I'm not resting. I may be sleeping, but I'm not resting. And so I wake up feeling unrested most of the time. So I was finally back to like, oh my gosh, I feel rested. This is amazing. I'm back to like enjoying life and laughing and, and just kind of like being energetic again in ways that I haven't been in a while. That was most of March. Now, interestingly enough, I felt pressured to come back in April. I was advised, by the way, there's two phases to burnout. This is kind of interesting, but the first phase is you have to go through the rest, the rejuvenation, the healing, and the decompression phase in order to achieve rest and peace and a state of like, you're not adrenalized and your body and your mind is coming down off of all of that. And by the way, it does affect the body pretty heavily too. For those of you who dealt with burnout and stress and that kind of thing to that level, um, your mental and your physical side is, is, I mean, duh, right? This is nothing, this is nothing surprising. It's just what it is. Um, so that's the first phase. The second phase is what they call the de. It's the discovery slash discernment process. So you're discovering and discerning, well, what's next? Do I go back to the same thing or do I do something totally different? And interestingly enough, everybody advises this. People that I've talked to who have actually been through burnout have all advised three months is the minimum recovery period. I took two. <laughs> because I felt like I had to come back. I mean, like I, uh, I now know looking back, I could have taken three months. I should have taken three months. That would have been the wise thing to do. Because I finally got to the point where I was starting to finally live in a restful, calm, relaxed state. I wasn't there yet, but I was finally getting to that point and I needed longer to remain there. And I never got to go to that phase two where I was discovering and discerning what's next. I just said, oh, I'm just going to go back to what I'm, what I've been doing beforehand because I love podcasting. Why not? You know, but what if I'm not supposed to? I mean, I think I am. Nothing's told me that I shouldn't. So here I am again. But I think what was dangerous is that I came back in April. Now, granted, I didn't come back to the real Brian show in April because I literally didn't have time, which is a problem. So here we are in May, finally coming back to this. And I'm not even back permanently yet because of time and other things that I'm trying to figure out right now. But I was like, I got to get, I got to get an episode out. I got to tell you what's up. And this is important stuff too. So it's fascinating to me though, that if I had waited until May, I probably would have gone through more discernment and I would have been able to come back. Oh, that was the other, that was the other piece. Come back one little step at a time. Do your paid work, your clients, you know, because that's, that's important. That pays the bills. Only do that. Then step into the next thing one at a time. And then the next thing when you're ready. And then the next thing when you're ready. All of a sudden I was plunged back into almost everything right away at the beginning of April. And I was drowning. And for the past, where are we at? Almost six weeks. I mean, I feel like I'm burnt out again. What happened? Because I didn't do it right. And so that rest and recovery phase one stage is so important. That discovery and discernment phase, I'm finding out is very important. And I never went through that. 
three months minimum is essential. It's essential, maybe even longer. I didn't do that. And one step back in at a time. And I didn't do that either. And so I kind of failed at this, but I now know what I did wrong. And so now I'm like, okay, I got to step back again and only do my paid work, my client work. Because again, that's important. That pays the bills. I love doing it. That's fine. Some of this other stuff, this extraneous stuff right now, it's just time consuming and it's preventing me from, I mean, I can't even do the real Brian show. I can't even, uh, there, there are literally too many days in the last six weeks where I literally didn't have time to shower. Like that's a serious problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you don't have time to, for self-care, you're too busy. It's just ridiculous. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a failure on it, but um, I, I, you want to know why I felt pressured to come back? Because I love serving people. I love saying yes. And I have FOMO. Um, you know, for those of you who know what FOMO is, it's the fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out on something great or some opportunity or some like, oh my gosh, I, I got to go to this because what if it never comes around again? <laughs> That's the stupidest reason in the world because, it, dude, there are a lot of good things in life, but there's only time for a few right things, period. And so I got way too involved because I said yes to everything. I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I didn't want to make anyone feel bad. I wanted to make sure that I was there to be able to serve and everybody quote needed me now. I mean, they were literally pouncing me. Are you back yet? Are you back yet? Are you back yet? Are you back? Yet? People literally bugging me. They were waiting. Are you coming back? Are you coming back? I'm like, dude, <laughs> hold on. Do you even care that I'm going through this right now? Um, no, the answer was no. Like I said, about 5% of the people did. It was really weird. But um, man, I learned the hard way. Most people are so, I hate to say this, th this sounds so negative, but um, most of us are so consumed with our own issues in life that let's be completely honest, we don't give a flying rats, you know what, about anyone else. We say we do, of course, because we don't want to look bad, <laughs> but we just don't care because we don't have the time to care. We don't have the energy to care. We have our own problems to worry about, Right. Yeah, well, that's what I experienced. People just didn't care. Um, it was sad. It was really sad. And I'm like, man, I wanted to believe that people were better, especially after having gone through what we've gone through the last three years. But, <sighs> and when I questioned whether or not I should keep doing the real Brian show, that was the thing that kept coming to my mind. This world needs the real Brian show's message. We need to unleash our superheroes. Because most of us are unleashing our supervillains right now. I can't tell you how much I've seen it. It's been, I mean, it's like, it's rampant. We have got to unleash our superheroes. The world needs a message that is positive. The world, I mean, we need to have fun too. Don't get me wrong. I love to have fun. I love talking about TV shows and movies and stuff like that, right? But when you've gone through what I've gone through and you see the lack of care and support from people, you just go, seriously. Everybody is just so wrapped up in their own issues. I mean, I was too, but it's not okay to do that. It's just not okay. I'm sorry. It's not okay. We, we need to be able to step back and like, hey, how are you? What's going on with you? You know, do I even have time to notice what's going on in someone's off life and someone else's life? You know, do I even notice like, okay, somebody got mad at me and I just immediately got mad back at them. Oh my gosh. I had some moments you know, going through this where I was angry and you should have heard some of the stuff that I actually said to people's faces. 
<laughs> I'm not proud of it. I felt good. I'm not proud of it. Um, thankfully, they didn't pull a gun on me because that they, you know, they could have. Yeah. It's not okay to say those things. It's not okay to be like that. They're going through something too. It is okay to stand up for yourself. I do, you know, anyway, side note, I just wanted to share that because we need to be better. We really do. Um, I wonder, I wonder if you even, okay, let me ask you this question. Do you care about unleashing your superhero and being better? Do you? Yes or no? Be honest. Don't lie. Don't give me some social media, you know, response. Oh yeah, of course I care. If you don't care, then just say, I, I, Brian, I don't care. I really don't care. I'm way too consumed with myself. I have way too many things to worry about. My life is more important. I don't care about unleashing my superhero and being better and being a blessing to someone else. Be honest. Please be honest. Because at least then we'll all know, right? It's better to know, right? Than it is to just be like, well, yeah, yeah, of course I care. And then you just, you know, you go on proofs. But if you do care or if you want to care, then please answer. Yes, I do want to unleash my superhero. I do care. I do want to do something about this. I want to hear from you. If you're on YouTube, post it in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, find a way to get in touch with me. I will put my email in the show notes and in the description below. Email me and tell me. All right. I'm sorry. Just get it. Or if you're on social with me, just talk to me. I just want to know, do you care about unleashing your superhero? Because I, I have this feeling that most of us care. And if we do, then this show has a future. It needs, a, it needs to have a future. I was going to talk about like, what is the future of the show? Well, that's part of it right there. But going back to what I was saying, I like to say yes to people. And I know a lot of people that are, are people pleasers. They love saying yes. They can't say no. They don't have any good boundaries. Um, they don't want to miss out. Like I said, the FOMO thing, you know, and of course, you know, some of us actually do like to be accommodating to others and we like to serve and help others and stuff like that. And that's a good thing to an extent. And what I've learned is that now granted, this isn't new for me, but this, it's one thing when you finally come to face to face to this, you really start to new, you start to know how important this really is. Boundaries are so important. If you say yes to too much, if you say yes, because of FOMO, if you like to serve and help others and be too accommodating, you will destroy yourself, period. And you're not going to be a blessing to anyone else. And honestly, most of those people are probably going to find a way to take advantage of you because they know you're an easy target. They just will. And unfortunately, I've learned that the hard way too. People, oh, Brian's nice. So, um, you know, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to take advantage of him. And they're not, they're not saying that. They're not being malicious about that. But unfortunately, this is the dark side of being nice. It sounds, oh, it sounds so horrible. The dark side of being nice because Brian Nice is so good. Yeah, it is. And nice also is very dark side-ish because people can and will take advantage of you and you will destroy yourself in the process. So, you know, boundaries are so important. This was something I really learned. Uh, balance and rest is important. I will say one thing about standing up for yourself and having boundaries. There were a few situations... I had to learn this, by the way, because I just never did. So I finally started to practice setting boundaries and standing up for myself. Probably didn't do the best job of it because it's very new to me, you know. But um, I was just trying to be like, I got it. I just have to do this. I have to do this not only for me, but for Sarah and me too, you know, because what happens to me affects her. So it's important that I set boundaries and stand up for myself so that she is not negatively affected as well or our finances or whatever, right? 
there were some really, really cool situations where I stood up for myself and I set some boundaries and it was amazingly positive. So good. Like, oh my gosh, how come I've never done this before? <laughs> like such an idiot, right? Oh, it felt so good. There are other times where I stood up for myself and set some boundaries that in, in a way that I believed was absolutely the right thing to do. And it was an incredibly horrible, horrible response. Really bad. Uh, resulted in losses of friendships, some very bad situations. But I was like, I have to do it. I mean, I have to do it. It's not anything against those people or those situations or whatever. It was something that I was not feeling respected anymore. I was not feeling um, like they were really, were really, it came down to respect. I wasn't feeling respected. I didn't feel like they were respecting, you know, my boundaries or who I was or whatever the case was, right? It, there were different situations. It wasn't just one. And so I felt like I needed to stand up for myself. And the result was bad. And I've learned that that's a very common response, that when you set boundaries and stand up for yourself for the first time, when you have not done that before, there's a lot of times people aren't going to like that and they're going to walk away. Um, not very nicely, probably. So not always going to be the easiest thing in the world to do, but it is what it is and it's got, it's got to happen. And then balance and rest. So I truly believe that every single person listening and or watching this episode right now, if you're listening to this episode, if you're watching this episode, I am almost positive that every one of you has experienced burnout or you're experiencing it right now. Almost positive. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would bet you have because I just don't think anyone's immune to this. Now, I, I have some gross generalizations here that I really want to share because I think it's kind of funny, but let's be honest, it's, it's kind of true too. Um, we know that people view mental health very differently these days and burnout is considered a quote mental health thing. It's underneath that umbrella. This is the gross generalization. Older generations, they don't really tend to view mental health as something that really needs to be worked on. They just tend to push through it. They may even view mental health or burnout as a weakness. Like, dude, suck it up, grow up. You know, life sucks sometimes, you know, you just got to deal with it and move on. There's just, there's no rest for the weary. Fill in the blank, right? <clears throat> as I say, burn out and die. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Well, there's a good side to that that I'll get to in a minute, but that's also very negative, right? That's not good to say those kind of things. Now, on the other hand, younger generations, and again, gross generalization, younger generations tend to say, well, they put, let's put it this way. They, they put too much attention on mental health and burnout and those kind of things too much. Like it's almost worshiped if you think about it. So let's just say something incredibly minor happens and let's be honest, it's not that big of a deal, but it affects you. Oh, I got to take a mental health day or a mental health week. So here's the problem. Now, granted, I'm not saying that every single person in the older generation does that and the younger generation does that. I'm not saying that. It's just a generalization. There are people from all generations that have that. Let's put it this way. There are people in generations that are way too weak. And there are people in other generations that are way too stubborn and way too stoic. Both are bad. They're extremes. Balance is what is needed right now. I actually applaud both the older generations. And I'm saying older generations, plural and younger generations, plural, because it's not just one generation. And again, there are people from different generations that have different views anyway. So it's not even all that, but I, let me just, let me just say it this way. If you're in the younger generation or you're somebody that really believes in bringing mental health to light, it's something that needs to work on. I applaud you. I really do because not enough 
people have taken this seriously over the years. And therefore, a lot of people have struggled and suffered as a result of not dealing with this correctly. So I applaud you for bringing this to light. I also applaud the older generations and those who are resilient and actually know how to persevere through things because that is so important. We need both. We need to learn how to persevere through things and become resilient, period. I mean, we need that. And we also need to learn how to have balance and rest and to deal with things if they come. If you're burnt out, then you need rest. I don't care what you do or who you think you are, how old you are, how young you are. I don't care. You need rest, period. So they're, they're both so important. I would love, I mean, talk about unleashing your superhero. You learn how to persevere. You become resilient. You recognize the need for balance and rest and boundaries and standing up for yourself. Dude, that's like the best thing right there. That's perfect. So let's, let's figure that out. Let's go after that. All right. Last thing I'm going to say here on, on just my story, there's so much more. I didn't want to, I mean, honestly, like we're already, I, I don't even know how long I've been going now. What, what, 20, 25 minutes already on this. I could go for hours sharing more stories uh, about my burnout. I'm not going to do that, of course, but there's so much to share so much that's been learned. Um, but I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to say is this. I know without a doubt from personal experience that what I'm telling you is real. It's true. I've experienced it. Some of you may be experiencing it right now. So I'm, I'm encouraging and I'm challenging you to learn from me because <laughs> I've been learning the hard way and I'm passing all these lessons on to you right now. Um, learn. Don't just blow this off and be like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Cool, Brian, whatever, man. Just, just talk about TV shows. No, seriously, learn from this. This is important stuff. Now, what's coming for The Real Brian Show? Let's just go over that really quickly, and then I want to talk about Star Trek Picard Season 3. Now, if you're not a, a Star Trek viewer, watcher, whatever, uh, you know what? I'll do that last because I want to share music first, and everybody loves music. So um, not everybody loves Picard, but I just got to talk about it because it's so amazing. Um, the Real Brian Show. What's next for The Real Brian Show? So first of all, Captain Influence has decided not to co-host regularly. Uh, now, he'll probably be back periodically, but you will not be seeing him on a regular basis anymore. And so I'm really truly deciding what to do with all of that right now with the show. So, you know, I don't have a consistent co-host. Um, I, I thought I had a little bit of help in certain areas and that actually isn't going to happen now. So as of right now, I'm doing everything myself again, which is a lot. And so I need to take some time to figure out how I'm going to take all this on myself, to be completely honest. Um, and what that's going to look like now that there's no co-host because, you know, having a co-host and co-hosts brings the energy to the show. I could bring some energy. We're talking about a serious topic right now, but you know what I mean? And I'm thinking about bringing guests back. I don't really want to do the interview thing. Some of you care about this. Some of you don't, but you know, like I love interviews, but I just got to thinking with the real Brian show, I think interviews just aren't the right fit. What I think is the right fit is having guest co-hosts. Even if it's somebody who's like, oh man, they're famous and you need to interview them. Nah, man, they're going to be my co-host. <laughs> this is the, the real Brian show. <laughs> they're my guest. They're my co-host. They're my backup, man. I don't care how famous they are. I don't care if it's freaking, you know, Elon freaking Musk or the... <laughs> okay, Suns fan here. Uh, you know me. This is funny. So the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets are playing. If you are an NBA fan... It sucks because I'm a Denver Nuggets fan and I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Now, of course, 
having grown up in Phoenix, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan first and foremost. So of course I'm rooting for the Suns, but also I like the Nuggets. So if the Nuggets win, basically whoever wins, I'm rooting for, and that's a it's a win win for me. But um, man, if I bring on one of the uh, you know Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Jokic, some of those dudes, you don't know who I'm talking about. If you're not a basketball fan, you have no clue who I'm talking about. Uh, if I bring some of those guys on, they're still gonna be my co-host. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, I, we're not doing regularly scheduled episodes yet. I wanted to put this one out. I hope to be back much sooner than later. I really do because I've got so much that I just want to share and I want to do, but part of the process, I've said this before, for those of you who don't do podcasting and especially video, video is a lot of work. Podcasting was a lot of work. You get into video and it's three times the work. At least it is for me. I'm not used to this stuff. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. It, it there's so like getting on and recording a show takes however much time it takes. So if it's a 30 minute show, it takes 30 minutes plus all the prep that goes into it, you know? And with the real Brian show, it's more conversational. And I just kind of talk off the cuff anyway. So that's who I am. But the editing and the back end and all that stuff, that's just what takes forever. It is. It's just ridiculous. It's annoying. And that's the stuff that I, I just get overwhelmed with. Um, and because it's my show and then somebody's not paying me to do it, I've got a bit of an attitude towards it too. But what I'm trying to do right now is find a way to simplify. So my goal for this episode right now is to do it in one take, no editing whatsoever. And I hope I don't mess up too much <laughs> because I'm not going to edit this episode. I've edited every other episode that we've done for The Real Brian Show, I think except one. This one, I don't want to edit it at all. I want this to be completely real and raw. And I'm hoping good enough. So that's my plan. If I can figure out a way to get this show down to a, a science that it's almost no post-production end of things, then uh, or, or if I can somehow pass some of this on to someone else, some, you know, it's going to be easy to do. Like, I would love to do a show three days a week, you know, get your week off to the right start, hump day kind of thing, you know, and end your week right. I mean, I'd love to do that because we all need to have this dose more than once a week. Let's be honest. So I hope to be back sooner than later on a consistent basis, by the way. And really, I'm working towards it. I'm trying for it. Um, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, one of the things that I'm needing to do since I didn't successfully do it is sort of step back from everything that is not paid work related. If somebody has actually contracted me to do work for them that they're paying me for, that's what I'm doing right now. And anything that's not that is taking a bit of a step back for a while until I'm able to kind of finish that rest and recovery and do some of that discernment and discovery process. I don't know how long it's going to take. It could take, you know, well, it's going to take more than probably a couple of weeks. It's probably going to take at least a month or so, but that doesn't mean that I won't come back with an episode sooner than later. I don't know. Again, I'm, I, I want to, the desire is here to come back sooner, but the logistics prevent me if that makes sense. So don't give up on this show though, um, because it's not done yet. So for those of you supporting the show, thank you, please, please continue. Seriously. Thank you. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash real Brian show. Just go check it out. The links are in the show notes and in the description below on YouTube and same with the buy me a coffee. You can check that one out too. Please, please continue to support the show. Um, tell me, I mean, some of the, you know what I'd love to hear is, is like, what have you loved from the show? What, what things from the real Brian show over the years or however long you've been listening or watching have had the most impact on you. 
And it can be fun. You could say, dude, when you guys talk about, you know, nerdy TV shows and movies, that just brightens my week because I have a hard job or a hard life. And literally, that's your impact. That's amazing, by the way. But maybe it's something else. I don't know. So I would like to know what it is about this show that has impacted you since you've been listening and or watching. And I really don't know what the answer is because I've, I've asked this question and I haven't gotten, I mean, I've gotten some answers, but I would love to hear more. I really would. I would just love to know what it is because then we can double down on those things and do more of that. I would love to. So don't let me know. All right. Let me share some music. I'm kind of excited about this because this is fun, right? You know me, I'm a musician, by the way, I've been doing a lot of piano and playing a lot lately. Um, I am still planning on recording my music and getting it out. That is one thing that never, I never got to that. Um, and that's one thing I kind of regret. I wanted to get to, and I didn't. And so it's still on my list to get to, to learn that recording software and actually figure it out because I've got stuff to share, man. I'm so excited, but I've been playing a lot, playing a lot at church, doing a lot of stuff, really having a lot of fun stuff, but, um, music, I still listen to music. And I got to tell you during this little burnout recovery, I spent a lot of time just listening to music. Because music for me is very, very healing. It's very healing. It always has been. It is... I, <laughs> being a creative, being a, a multi-passionate personality, I will think about 40,000 things at the same time. I will hear multiple songs in my head at the same time. I will hear all kinds of thoughts and everything that are just like playing through your head. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like the Borg. Hundreds of voices all going through your head at the same time just because of how my brain works. When I'm listening to music, it's one thing. That's it. It's that song. It's the only thing that I'm focused on. And it's incredibly peaceful. Think of Daredevil. If you ever saw that movie with Ben Affleck, um, I know, not the greatest Daredevil representation in the, in the world, but if you, if you know what I'm talking about, way back, the, the, the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, and he has to sleep in a, well, I, I think it was a coffin, right? Um, or some kind of a sealed thing. And he had to go underwater and all that. He had, he had to basically do it so he could drown out his senses because he could hear every, that's kind of the way it is, except it's not super powered senses. It's just how the brain works. So being able to listen to music for me is just like, yes. Anyway, way too many songs and artists to list off here, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a TRBS 2023 music mix on Spotify. I've done this before. I will put that link in the show notes and also in the description below on YouTube. Go in there, follow that list. I'm basically going to throw everything that I'm mentioning here as well as more that I've been listening to throughout this burnout recovery. I hope that these songs, now granted, I understand we all have different tastes. You may not like the the styles and that's fine, but check them out anyway. Um, But if you like this music, I hope that this music provides a nice, just beauty of rest and enjoying everything around you. Just, you know, just music that kind of just like, ah, it's kind of healing actually in so many ways. So Check it out. Uh, it'll be in there. And I've got, I've been listening to a lot of Dead Mouse or uh, Dead Ma 5 for those of you uh, <laughs> who caught that episode. Um, anyway, Alive, Powder Blue, Escape, just to name three. There's, there's so many more in there. I'll put them on there. Ambientalist. Now, I discovered this group, I think it's been about a, a little, not even a year ago yet. Oh my gosh, what a cool name, first of all. But second of all, some beautifully chill music going on. Lots of good stuff from them. I've been cranking most of their stuff. Every time a new song comes out, I'm like, yes, yes, pull it in. There's a lot of new Ellie Goulding. If you're an Ellie Goulding fan and it's actually like her old stuff, she does an awesome song that uses the Depeche Mode, enjoy the silence theme. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Check it out. Uh, nothing more. The band, nothing more with Lacey Sturm. Best times. Wow. If you're a fan of musicianship, check out the harmonies towards the end of that song. What? Uh, lots and lots of Reichsop. I think that's how you pronounce the name anyway. Um, you know, Reichsop's been around for a long time. A lot of, a lot of old stuff, but some of the new stuff has been really neat. Uh, really good stuff. So I'll throw all this in there. Uh, speaking of Depeche Mode, they did a song called Never Let Me Down. I think it was 1986. 80s. I think it was 86, but it was in the 80s. Could be wrong. The Last of Us produced a version by Jessica Mason, who interestingly was the daughter of the guy who basically kind of oversaw the whole Last of Us HBO production. I have so much I could talk about on The Last of Us right now. I absolutely loved that show. I know some people didn't like it, but oh my gosh, some of the behind the scenes stuff that was done. Wow. Stuff that just kind of goes, they made it a, a, a work of art. But Jessica's version of Never Let Me Down is so beautiful and haunting. And and yeah, go listen to that one. Uh, you know, stuff from Simul, Sia, Joda, Above and Beyond, all good. So go check out the list. I hope you enjoy it. Now, for those of you who have been watching Star Trek Picard Season 3, this is the last thing I wanted to talk about. So if you're not a Star Trek Picard fan, that's okay. You can check out now. That's fine. <laughs> if you are a Picard fan... Or, or a Star Trek fan. Let's go with that. First of all, no spoilers. I have not seen the last two episodes yet. I've got two more to go. I've just, I think I just watched episode eight. That's the far, I know, I know I'm behind. I know this came out. It's been done for a while. I've got to say that so far, this is actually some of the best Star Trek I have ever seen in my life. It could quite possibly be up in my top three of all Star Treks ever. I don't know how that's possible. It's phenomenal to me. I am blown away. I mean, I, there's a lot of Star Trek that I like pretty much anything, you know, Star Trek enterprise and before any of the Star Trek, the next generation movies, some of the newer Star Trek, you know, you know, for those of you who have heard you, my thoughts on discovery, eh, it's okay. It's not, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I really like strange new world season one. That was really good. Even Picard, Seasons one and two were, were okay. They were, they were decent. They had their moments. This season three of Picard is absolutely unbelievably exceptional, exceptional, and, and, which begs the question, where has this been all three seasons? Why in the freaking heck did they not do this all the way through? Oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, like if you've never watched Star Trek Picard, just skip seasons one and two. It's not even worth it to be honest. I mean, yeah, you'll get some background and some backstory. You might kind of be like, wait, what, what's that? But you know, you're not going to miss much to be completely honest. And it was fine. If you're a heavy duty Star Trek fan and go after it, watch it. It's good. But if you haven't seen it, don't catch up. Just skip straight to season three. It's so good. If you're a Star Trek, the next generation fan or deep space nine or Voyager, you have to watch season three of Picard. It is absolutely amazing. But like I said, just skip to season three and watch from that point on you want to go back and watch seasons one and two after fine. Wow. It's incredible. Unbelievable. I can't wait for episodes nine and 10. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know what the music means. It's time to go. Um, so until next time, my friend, I really appreciate you joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please keep in touch, please. I mean, I really do want to hear from you and uh, please consider helping out on Patreon buy me a coffee. We're not done, but we do need the support. So have a wonderful week. Real Brian Show, signing off.
The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.